Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Hello, everybody. Good to see you all. My name is Jerome. I get to serve as the lead pastor here. If I've never met you, hi, it's good to meet you. And today, we're continuing our We Are series of who we are as a people. Not what we do. Of course, there's an emphasis on uh, action and we, when we read the scriptures, like faith without action is dead, but it has to flow out of uh, just the core tenets of who we are as a people. And it informs our thinking and it transforms our daily lives and our hearts and impacts us and then motivates and mobilizes our hands as we move forward. We've been going through this magazine, book, whatever you want to call it, each week, and we have these in the hallway for $7. I have a copy here, and you can also download it online for free, citylifelancing.com forward slash resources. You'll see it there, and this copy is somebody's. Who's wish they, you know, you had a little mag to follow along? Whose copy is this? It's somebody's. No shame in the game. Come on, somebody right there, right there. Come on, one. Come on, let's hand that over there. All right, awesome. Well, today we are continuing part two, mission. We are a people on mission. And we are loving the city one life at a time. And today is the second dose installment of our mission statement. And a statement doesn't do it justice. It's shallow, I think, because that's only words on paper. It's, this mission statement is informed um, our day-to-day because it's theologically mobilized and we'll break that down and we'll do a brief recap of how we even came to that thought or thinking. When we think of our mission, I don't know if you like movies, but I do. And I love watching them on the big screen. I'm a sucker for the IMAX and I w- will pay the extra money, get there early, eat a bowl of popcorn with so much salt and butter on it that my face is tingling. And as I sit there, some of my favorite movies, when they're shot on an IMAX camera, has been the Mission Impossible series. And the protagonist in all of the films gets this crazy assignment, and it says, this is your mission, choose, uh, shall you choose to accept, and it's something that's so impossible. But as you know, the movies, you can do impossible things like hang from a helicopter with one arm for an abnormal amount of time, and that helicopter might crash on a mountain, skid to the very edge of it, and then the person doesn't die, but the bad guy did. And then the bad guy, you start to now empathize at a deeper level because of the art of storytelling where you're like, who's the bad guy? We don't know who the good guy or the bad guy is anymore. Mission impossible. But if you think about what we're in, we're in a mission that is truly impossible. Dead people in sin being made alive. The mission of Jesus Christ, that we can be connected in one with God because of grace, through the faith we put in him. For once was impossible with man, is possible with God. So I pray that that invokes us in such a way of what we're a part of right here, the local church. Jesus leaves us with the Great Commission uh, before he ascends, and his followers are probably hanging on every word. Matthew 28, 19. Go, therefore, 
and make disciples, learners, students of all nations or all people groups, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, check this promise. I am with you always to the end of age. And then Acts 1.8, we get to see why the Holy Spirit is sent to me and you on this mission. But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. This is a mission worth giving our lives to. It's a mission that Jesus has fulfilled on the cross, tetelestai, it is finished, but yet we move forward to proclaim what he's done, that people can come home to God, that people don't have to live in sin under the condemnation and the guilt and being subject to wrath and punishment, but by Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. Freedom can take place. And to carry this good news mission out, for us as we think through the mission statement here, loving is where it starts. It starts with loving and it has to continue with love. First John 4, 7 through 8, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Now, I realize there's far extremes in the love camp of how you've maybe been exposed to it, where you hear love and it has no teeth, where there's no action, and it's just who kind of come and go as you please, or the other side is uh, it's so loving that it that it's almost feels harsh or abrasive, and it's coming with such bold action. And there is a tension in it, but love is always coupled with action as we look at Scripture. The steadfast love of God, he is loving to pursue me and you. It's his nature of who he is. And so when we understand love, we understand that God is love, and as we're in God flowing in day-to-day relationship, we love God with everything in us, and we want to love one another. And how will the world know us? By our love for each other. 1 Corinthians 13, if I speak in tongues of men and angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I'm grateful when the drummers are up, and today was Torian, and the drummers, they, they are the metronome to what's happening here in the worship set. They keep it BPM. I don't think they're playing with the click track today, and normally the drummers just keeping it in cadence, and those cymbals, they're mixed in the sound uh, of the whole band and in the flow. But if we were to pause everything and to get outside the cadence and just start just blasting on the cymbals and saying, worship. It's kind of like when we go through life and we say we love somebody, but our tone or our attack maybe isn't loving because love is hard to do from God. So we have to first say, all right, well, What do I do? One, God is love. Two, I am loved by God, and I love God. So we're receiving God's love. It's not something that I can do in my own power. 
yeah, we can fake love, but it, will, it has a shelf life. Real love that comes from God will last. And then number three, as we think of what's loving, I love in God's name here and everywhere. Their question might be, well, where do I love and who do I love? Yes. When do I love? Yes. Which person? Yes. Now, love doesn't mean there's not boundaries, there's not truth, there's not order. Absolutely. There, uh, there's a proverb that says, an open rebuke is better than hidden love. The city. So when we say the city here, what we're meaning is simply it's people, purpose, and place. Wherever I'm at, uh, there's people around that purpose to serve them, and in the place I'm in, we're trying to, you know, all things new. So not only is in Acts one through eight, uh, one eight is the, the the understanding that we've been given the Holy Spirit to be witnesses of the good news of Jesus. Now the text is meaning mainly there is people groups. It's going, but it's going outside, but also geographically. So not only is it in its nationality and ethnicity, but geographically, that there's not a person on this planet that God doesn't care about. And so the sacred secular understanding that we've been unlocked to then go and move and, and uh, but for a lot of us, can, can I just be real? A lot of us are never going to go someplace that, that you could go on Google Maps. Most of us in this room, dare I say 90% plus, 90% plus is going to spend 90% of your life in the region you're in. You don't travel a lot, let's say. You don't go to different places. So then what do you do? Is it to the end of the earth? Well, there is Jeremiah 29, which is this beautiful picture of God's people uh, under pagan rule and regime, taken captive into a city they didn't want to be in, and God sent them there. And this is where the phrase, we'll use language uh, a lot of times, which is, bloom where you're planted. Because if you focus on somebody else's land, somebody else's relationship, or when I get there, I'm going to start serving God. Then's when I'm going to really get on mission, right? Well, if that was the case, then I'm going to wait for January 1st, so then I will then start eating right again, because then I can get the, the whole new year, uh, new year, new you, you know, get it going on, but I already fell off my eating plan a hundred times, and I can tell you this right now, I can't wait till January, so it's not when I get there, it's reset today, right here, right now, it's the next right thing, no head trash, mistakes deserve a quick funeral, and a slow reflection, why did I eat that pizza, the wings, popcorn, and a burger and fries one day this week? The other six were a lot better. But there was one day I was just craving it all, and I was in Grand Rapids, and it was just there. It was awesome. But it's not the way, right? This is not the way. I'm not going to wait till I get there to change. It's the next right thing right here, right now. And look at what God tells his people in Jeremiah 29. It says, build houses and live in them. Again, this is the city that they're uh, oppressed at. God sent them there. And he says, Bloom where you're planted, plant gardens and eat their produce. Find wives for yourself and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters to men in marriage so that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. 
do not decrease. Pursue the well-being of the city I have deported you to. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for when it thrives, you will thrive. This is why we pray for Lansing. We pray for the 517. And we pray for the world. But the world is in our backyard. We don't need a mission trip to be on mission. One of the biggest disconnects I've ever seen in my life is that we can't go across the street, and I'm putting myself in this too, but we'll raise money and go away for two weeks and be a part of a mission project and come back and be like, ah, oh, you should have seen the signs and wonders. It's like, maybe. I think the mission trip was for our sanctification. And if you ask the other side of it, there's been much uh, documentation that it's hard to host the mission trips overseas and a bunch of Americans that come in with their uh, thinking, you know, here to do mission, do work. We came with resources. We're here. We're the power-up team. Glad, you know, you walk off the plane. We're here. <laughs> I remember I was on a mission trip. They treated us just like that. They thought because we were from America. And they, we were running some basketball camps that week. They thought we were professional athletes. And it was just this narrative that was, it was just crazy. And I, I left that place thinking, I don't know what exactly we did. I know we proclaimed the good news. But then there was this, this, this sense that, am I living that intentional in my own backyard? And this isn't something that's heavy. It doesn't have to be forced or doesn't mean you have to get on the corner tomorrow with a sign and some scripture and... Though it could mean that, I love that this chapter, who the, the now late great Tim Keller, he says that this chapter is, is maybe outside of the story of the gospel of how this would play out, is, is, is kind of a, it's, 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 it's like a, it's, I'm trying to think of exactly how he worded it because I don't want to butcher it, but in the best way, he said, outside of the gospel, this is how you live it. Bloom there. Plant there. Multiply there. That means be on business. That means have family. That means when we see the city partnering with the evil one in wherever place we're at, friend, the, the dark side is continuing to recruit. But don't mean that, we, don't take that as, a, as bait to retreat. Even more so that we would want to be present, let the lamp shine, the light of God, to be salt, and to bloom where we're planted. And I'm not saying that every single person is going to live in the city, no. But I think we know as we examine our hearts and we see things that we're frustrated about, whether we don't agree with a stance or we don't agree with a policy or we don't agree with some type of action, there is um, kind of a righteous anger that can sometimes lead to either over, over uh, force in our viewpoint or just, I don't know how I'm going to change. I'm just, as for me and my household, we'll serve the Lord. We're out of here. So each one of us, I think, has to just be in our 
face before God and say, God, what do you want me to do about this? And it's very liberating as you think about that because what we say is, okay, what do you got to do about this? Can you save the world? To the world, you're just one person. But to one person, you may be the world. And that's why it's loving the city one. One. One God, one way, abide with Jesus and do for one what you wish you could do for all. It's very liberating. So less is more. Small is the new big. So that's the systematic structure for us of how we flow and we move, but the day-to-day, there's an organic component to it because we're not sure who the one person is going to be in our life. And, but you don't have to pray. If, if you're married, the one, you know, you already know who the one is. And, it, and if you have kids, you already know who the one is. Um, and then as you flow as a family and you're at your job or wherever, it's the people that you're around. We don't need to show up in the wind camp column, um, in the news clippings or the press, and look at what we've done. No, you're... Your success is defined by what Jesus already did, and then we serve. It's so beautiful. Maybe you've heard the, the, the saying, is if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Well, someone says, well, if no one's there to hear it, how do we know it makes a sound? Well, I think we know it makes a sound because every other tree that's fallen makes a sound. So that one isn't a strong, it's a straw man argument. In my opinion, if a person cries and no one's there around, does, it, does the person make a sound? Does it matter to God? I think when we, when we really kind of just ring out uh, the potency of, at the, just give me the habanero version of the one. Give me the ghost pepper of the one. You know what it is, the one? It's the one who's forgotten for us. It's the one who no one sees, no one hears but God. And we need God's insight for the ones in our life to say, who's the face in the crowd? And for us, this doesn't make us heroes. Um, But we were driving, getting ready to go somewhere the other day, and I could give you a bunch of stories where I've missed the one. But our family saw a, a girl crying on a busy street. She was 13 years old. And I was like, one I think she's crying, right? Did you see that? Yeah, she's crying. Okay. What do we do about that? Uh, turn around. I don't want to be a creeper, dude, pulling up in the minivan. You know? And I was genuinely thinking about that. Like other people, they're watching you turn around. We pull in the person's driveway. Of course, the people are all in their driveway, the driveway we're in, watching this interaction. It almost looks like it look, at least from the optics, how I put together the movie is I'm not as uh, uh, kind in my natural default setting. I'm thinking, that girl got out of the car. Here's dad trying to turn around to convince her. She wants nothing to do with it. What did dad do? That's kind of the vibe I was picturing. I'm like, oh, who cares the optics? She's crying. She's crying. Roll on the window. What's the matter? And I thank God that she was brave enough. She goes, I, I just... I'm scared to cross the street. Mm. Wow, face value? She was scared to cross the street. So Crystal got out of the car and crossed the street with her, and her house was just right around the corner. 
And I was like, ah, oh, no one should have to do that alone, you know? And I'm sure there's a bunch of reasons why, and there's no shame on why that person was alone, and there's no shame to admit you don't, you don't know how to cross the street on a busy, all of that. But I thought, oh, God, thank you. And then in the same breath, I wonder how many one moments I miss because I'm so caught up with what's going on in here and my own stuff. I think for each one of us, to have a life fulfilled with purpose, to have a life fulfilled that's outside of ourselves, um, it requires mission. Mission is something that I'm here to serve people. I'm a public servant. I'm an ambassador of God. And Jesus is our great example. Philippians 2, the humble servant who did not, not equate himself with God, but emptied himself out to the point of death to serve the mission that the Father sent him on. And who was the mission for? Me and you. He came for the lost, the sick, the forgotten. And every tear we've ever cried, God knows and sees. So we partner up with what God's doing, one life at a time. Amen? And then what do we want for the one? We don't want to just give good works where it is cool to give someone a sandwich and close somebody. The book of James would be a great reference point. James is a quick power read, cuts right to the chase of how Christianity and rubber meets the road. Um, But ultimately, we don't come just to do good works. We want to see people be born again. And the life that they can have is found in Jesus. Look at Acts 16. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Salvation is the... uh, I don't even like ranking when it comes to God or prioritizing, but if you got to prioritize something, salvation is just number one. Get saved. Like, Bow now or bow later. It's going to happen. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. This is why God wants to communicate the good news to everybody that's in our life. And through who? Not through the preacher. Through you. Through us. And of course there's a timidity and fear and rejection and all of that. But man, when we're in tune and the Holy Spirit just know it's the power of God working through us. You can fumble and stumble and one plants and one waters, but God makes it grow. So the pressure is off me and you. And Jesus comes to give new life for us to be born again, but uh, what type of life? John 10.10, it's abundant life. He wants us to have it abundantly. So when we think of the spiritual formation of city life, we, we, uh, what we do, uh, who we are is we're a good news church loving the city one life at a time. And how we then mobilize that is we gather together on Sundays. We grow together in groups. And then we go together loving the city. And as we are in this flow with these three G's that doesn't really matter in the playbook, but it is the things that are going on behind the scenes that we all are now in, that at the end of the day, it's all about the one person to, 
experience, Jesus Christ, and how we mobilize that spiritual formation here is loved, belong, purpose. So in everything we're doing, we're, we're, we're longing for the one to know they're loved, that they belong in Jesus and they belong in community, and that they have purpose in everything they do. And we hope to create more curriculum and, and structure to, to communicate that. But that's what's been going on the whole time. But nobody cares if you just put it on the truck or if you just say it every week. They want to taste it and experience it. But this is a season where we learn our why and how we've been moving. So we want the one life to know that they're loved, belong, and have purpose. And then lastly, we're loving the city one life at a time. We only have a little bit of time, friend. I don't know if I've ever felt that more than in the last uh, for 24 months. I have felt how finite I am, how precious life is, and how limited. And we never know how much time we have. And I was thinking, why do I? Why am I such a, a softy in this season? Thinking about my life, thinking how long will I live? Why? And I thought, oh, because I've never liked my life as much as I do now. Because God's grace and his commitment to just uh, continue to do his work in, in our life and in our marriage and in our kids and in our church and in our city. It's like, oh, I, I genuinely like this. But then I have to remember, I have to lose my life and remind myself that it's not the things that I can hold on to. It's just the king, the him, the who. It's him. Because no one knows when their time will be gone. And James 4, 14 puts it this way, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. You are like vapor that appears for a little while then vanishes. So that's what it means for loving the city one life at a time. So what is the speed of this mission we're on? And you might be sitting here today and think, okay. Um, we hear our mission statement, but if, if we had to sum it up, how, how the mission is mobilized is not in a program we can create it's not in a gathering we do. It's not in a group setting that the team works really hard behind the scenes just to see people connect in community in Christ. It's not in the Love the City uh, block parties that are going to happen this summer. Our core belief is not program-based that the mission of God is through you. That you don't have to wait for a church service to be on mission. That as you are going, Make disciples. You, wherever you go. So what is love the city? You. We are love the city. We are carrying God's love in any place we're in. And it's not like, oh, okay, this is feeling kind of hippie now. I want to know what we need to do. Cool, we'll talk about that. But I, I think we're more prone 
to want to be told what to do than to recognize that God has unlocked you everywhere you go to be the kingdom. And there's two speeds to that mission. What kind of engine are we driving with? One, you have the freedom to be at the speed of me. We believe that. But isn't it kind of lonely just to do it only at your speed? I know this, at my speed, I can't lead a family well. And I'm not even as fast as I think. I can sprint for a while, but you can't keep up that pace. <laughs> so it's like, <gasps> it's like, oh, I need some days off. And then next thing you know, Crystal just laps me. I'm like, wait, how'd she lap me? I was up like 500 laps. It's the old story of the tortoise and the hare. And so one of the things in my life has been to learn the pace of a turtle and the speed of we and our family, the speed of Crystal, the speed of all of us together. And the beauty of this is with repetition, it creates space for each one of us to be truly ourselves. Everyone needs safe space to be me. Like you need to, some unfiltered spaces and places to just be you. But I think in America, that's the way that's always preached. Find you, do you, case of success, be you, be you, be you, be you. No, get dunked on right now for a second. The church is a we movement. It's a collective thing. It's a community thing. And I know I'm preaching the choir because you're gathering here on a Sunday to be stirred up. But that's the speed we want to go at is we. And we is way harder. That means I got to slow down for what's going on with you. Right? And you got to slow down for me. What's going on with you? You came in hot today. And just, it's just like a, the sanctification of the body. Speed of we. We are a body, friends. We're a body. We're a body. Um, I won't get to, I'll teach on some of this other stuff later. But the speed of we here, I want to pull up the calendar. And you'll notice the calendar. Do we have that? Oh, perfect. Thank you. The calendar is in the resource guide. And this was created um, with families in mind. Singles, shout out to all of you. It is so much harder to know uh, what we can be committed to when we're trying to think of all the little ones too, right? And so we're trying to do a better job of getting stuff on our dashboard. But can I, can I be real? you got to do a better job of checking the stuff we create, though, too, if we want to do this thing together. But at the end of the day, it's not about what just the church is doing. You already live in the movement, so no head trash. You can't come to any of this stuff. But we have some emphasis here on, on youth, on uh, marginalized people groups and underserved regions, and, and it's through a, a, a relational flow. It's not coming in saying, here, the Savior's here. We, we're coming in to let people know no strings attached. They are loved. They belong, and they have purpose. And so the block party vision casting after the second service in the multi-purpose room with snacks will give a, 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 a high oversight view of what's going to take place this summer, which is we have weekly block parties. You might want to just pick one. Don't play hero ball. We can't do them all, but just pick one. 
Maybe you could just do a drop-in. It's only six weeks long. Normally we do 12 weeks. We're doing six weeks this time to, out of the spirit of quality and the spirit of uh, just long game, resetting to think of where we're going in, in, as a people later. But you have Tuesdays at Risedale. You have Wednesdays at Foster Park. You have Thursdays at um, Ice Cream, I guess just hitting the block. And then you have Saturdays at Summer Place and then Sundays right after service every single week at Ferris Park. And there'll be food, there'll be games. We'll show a video in just a moment so you can get an idea uh, what a block party could look like. But you might instantly say, well, I, I don't have anything to offer. What would I even say to people? Look, I, there's trash that needs to be picked up at the event and there's something that needs to be set up. But don't instantly disqualify yourself. Why? Because you have the love of God in you, which transcends racial barriers, which transcends cultural barriers, which transcends class barriers, if we can just get out of ourselves, and we don't need to get on a plane to go somewhere else for a mission trip, because we have the opportunity to just be on mission in the, in the place we're in. In the book Center Church, Tim Keller writes that cities are like an epicenter, that we're, even the rural areas are all impacted by the city in front of their face, which happens to be Lansing for us. So we believe that everybody has a vested interest in the city's success, i.e. Lansing. And Lansing is also connected to the rural environment and the rural success, i.e. the 517. And then lastly, of course, global is local as well because there's people there. Remember your brothers and sisters all across the world. And then as we move forward in the calendar, do we have the next slide too? But there's a kids camp coming, and do we have the September Thumbs up, thumbs down. There's Love the City Week coming up, which is Labor Day. And you can take time off. Um, and I'm going to get out of the way. But to get out of the way, what we're going to do is we're going to show the Love the City song. And then we're going to show a little uh, video snippet from a block party so you can kind of get a bite-sized feel to get us ready to go on mission this summer together. key ingredient to every great recipe and that's why it's love the city picture pulling up to the stoplight and the truck rolls by with a big heart painted all on the side and you don't really know for sure then the logo told you what's inside is city life and we ready to ride and so you follow the ride don't even matter where the truck pop up we untuck god's love every time we pull up we bear gifts no strings attached and trying to walk it like we're talking so our words and our actions match so bring all of your amigos, it's action-packed We spread love, no malice from the front to the back All sides, all races, all faces, all places, all the time All people, one life at a time Hear what I'm saying, so real when I rhyme The urgency is urging me to be real Every word that I rhyme Making disciples every word of my lines Until we take over the city in his name One life at a time Let's go. Love the city, one life at a time That's 
okay, you're from the boonies, I'm from the city All my boys live like the goonies, this ain't a movie Who's coming with me? Pause, not everything is the devil My service to God be like heavy metal No peace in the meadows, these kids in the ghetto We love that they'll never settle You see an inconvenience on the playground I see a dreamer, I'm calling it out Don't bail them now, dad is in jail Who gon' bail them out? Back in the bag, back in the craft We ain't afraid of nothing, God runs to the least and the last The rejects or the top of the glass Beep the lesson, finish school, you want some hope I need that, it's more potent than any potion So we craft the moments, love with skin on Putting that poetry to motion And the crew running thicker than thieves Same guy you met in the church Be the dude that you see in these streets One. Love the city, one life at a time Love the city, one life at a time Spirit the same See Jesus died so we can live in eternity and remain And now we're sharing this love to a race of the shame And we claim in his name the city and all who connected Spread the love to those who broken Feeling ignored and dejected Wanna let the people know you're not being neglected The God of love can see your heart and heart will be resurrected And all it takes is one breath to speak light to a soul And all it takes is one smile just to let someone know All it takes is some relief to help a person to grow And all it takes is small actions for his love to show All it takes is one hand to help a person in need All it takes is one example to help a person believe All it takes is one village to help a person achieve Love the city is the mission, be the change you wanna see Let's go! Love the city one life at a time from one of the block parties from last year. kickoff for the block parties and just the whole Love the City summer. If you're able to go get a bite, go get a um, coffee or something and come back, you're more than welcome to be a part of that. If you're online and you want to drive in to be a part of that, we'll just have in-person only for that. It will be in the multi-purpose room. And the way I started was thinking through the movie of kind of the example of Mission Impossible. And I pray as we close here that we would remember 
what Jesus has done, and that was mission impossible. And if you're here today and you're just maybe tired, you think, oh, I just really don't want to love people. Like at all. I don't want to love my coworkers. Maybe your love tank's a little low to love your family. Wherever you're at in the battery cell or how much you have in the tank to love, it's okay. And if you're in this place and you say, man, my God love either to love God or to love people is just a little low, and I would love prayer. If that's you, will you just raise your hand? If your love tank's been a little low. God, you see these hands. Will you just take your hand and put it on your heart? And God, right now, as we place our hands on our heart, we remember your love for us. And God, we ask in this moment that your love will fill us up. We respond and we say, God, we love you. We don't want to go out and do a bunch of acts without love. We want your love. God, we pray in this moment that you'll bring the people to our attention in our life that we just need to love better. I think sometimes we take for granted those who are the closest. And maybe today is a day where we go and we say hi, we listen, we say I'm sorry, and we just recalibrate for who is the one in our life. And God, we thank you that we are loved. We belong, and we have purpose to go love the city one life at a time. And we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ and all of God's people said, amen. When you leave this place, I pray you hear whatever your favorite soundtrack is at a movie. If you're a Batman fan, I pray that's in the background in your mind. If you like Mission Impossible, I pray that's in your mind. James Bond, I don't know, Black Panther soundtrack, whatever it takes for you to know, everywhere you go, you have purpose. Everywhere you go, you're on mission. And God is pleased when you're in Jesus and we can bear fruit as we abide in his grace and stride in his power and at the pace of grace with him. So go in that confidence, go in that strength. We hope to see you back at the Vision Block Party. If not, we'll see you next week. We'll continue uh, the We Are series, 10 a.m. and 11.30. All races, all faces, and all ages, you belong here. We're going to keep loving the city one life at a time. And we won't stop until he makes all things new. Have the best day of your lives, y'all.
Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.